Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Call to Action podcast. Today is Thursday, March 4th. And Jeremy, we are officially less than a week away to the men's and women's MAC basketball tournament for 2021. How excited are you? I'm excited. As we talk, it's close to 11 a.m., which would be the uh, first yeah. tip-off on the men's day. So, yeah, we'll be playing some hoops in a, in, in just a, a less than a week for the women on Wednesday, uh, quarterfinals, and then, yeah, a week away from the men's quarterfinals today. So, pumped, uh, have had some meetings, have had, you know, definitely meetings with you, have had meetings with our schools, uh, trying to get everything ready, and it's, yeah, it's go time. I'm pumped. Yeah. It's finally here and uh, knock on wood, hopefully it goes through with, with no pauses, no nothing, no problems. Um, but I'm excited to just, honestly, we haven't seen our basketball teams play in person in so long. It feels, it's going to feel so different. And uh, I guess it just being March Madness again, gives me a little bit of the jitters. <laughs> well, calm down. Uh, be okay. But no, I, I know what you're saying. It's, it's exciting. And uh, you kind of feel like always this week, like leading up to the championship, it's just, you know, not the stress level, but you, you just feel oh, no, like, yeah. you've got this like feeling like, you know, we're getting ready for a big event and whether it looks different or not, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a championship. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm, I'm really pumped to see it because I think on both men's and women's side, we've talked about it so many times that anyone can win the tournament. Anyone can, and that's what makes it great. And uh, I think we're going to, we're going to have some really competitive games, no doubt. Absolutely. And as, as much as we talk about basketball, we're going to have a lot of basketball content coming out, obviously, the next few weeks, obviously, with the um, NCAA tournament after our tournament. Um, so we wanted to definitely touch on a couple of the other sports going on um, as well. We have uh, BG Women's Volleyball on a historic run. Yeah. Um, so we really wanted to bring on one of their players today. So we're going to talk to Julia Walls um, today from uh, the Bowling Green volleyball team. I'm um, yep. just very excited to talk about her performance so far this year um, and other stuff going on in her, uh, her life. So, yeah, Julie is a junior on the team. Uh, they're 11 and 0 as we talk this, going for a uh, tie school record tonight uh, to go 12 and 0. They're playing Central Michigan. And yeah, we wanted to, it's been crazy, but we've wanted to, every week I go, well, I see the score. And I'm like, wow, Bowling Green, here's another sweep. Yep. Here's another. <laughs> and, and they've just been rolling. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, we hope you enjoy this interview uh, with Julia and, uh, and uh, to, we're going to talk a little volleyball. So here we go. All right, everybody. Uh, we have a very special guest joining us today from the Bowling Green Volleyball Squad, Julia Walls. Julia, how are you doing today? Good. I'm doing great. Good. Well, you know, we wanted to get you on here today. Um, you guys are off to a historic start, um, and we're, we're putting this out uh, tomorrow. We're airing it. We'll, we'll tell the listeners out there, you know, our, our tricks. We're airing this, you know, the day before we put it out. But um, you guys are going for tonight uh you know the best start in school history uh 12 and 0 and mm -hmm. facing the Chippewas mm -hmm. what's going on with the squad how much I mean why the success 11 and 0 at this point um you know talk about what's working um yeah so one big thing that we haven't been focusing on and what we really don't have a lot of control over is the outcome um how we play takes control over that. And so we don't really worry about our record or um, 
how well we've been doing. So when we go into matches, um, we don't try to underestimate our teams. We don't ever because the MAC is a very, very competitive conference. And so every single time that we go up to play, um, we're really focused on ourselves. And one big thing that Coach Tomich always talks about is um, our weak voice and our strong voice. So as we're playing those matches or let's say Kent State, we played them last week, we went five in each of those. Um, each point doesn't dictate the next point or um, making sure that our strong voice always has that last word, even if we're doubting ourselves or, and I don't think that we ever do. Um, we try to go into every game also with the belief in ourselves and the trust that the work that we put in and practice every single day and off season um, will really carry us through the matches. I think that's so, that's so interesting because I literally I was going through your Twitter before this and I mm -hmm. saw you retweeted your coach and it's, it's, she said, our record is zero and zero this week. So just yeah. talk about that mentality a little bit and, and how that has kind of guided you throughout uh, the season so far. Okay. Yeah. So um, like I said uh, before, every single point is completely different. We have no control over what it is. One point doesn't dictate the next one set in a game doesn't dictate the next. Um, and now what our mentality is kind of going into these next couple of matches is that I guess there's a lot of external pressure on us for, for let's say making history, but that's honestly the last thing in our minds. Um, we take each match uh, as it is and go in there as prepared as we can be and the outcome will take care of itself, hopefully. Um, but not putting that external pressure on ourselves that is coming from other people and the media and stuff saying how historical it may be. Um, that's honestly the last thing in our mind. We're just kind of, we're taking it day by day and match by match. Um, just being prepared for whatever comes at us. Great. I'm glad I opened the show with how historic it was when they don't focus <laughs> on that. Really no, that is, that's okay. It's, <laughs> it's a fact. It, it's a fact, but um, we don't, we don't really focus on that at all, actually. <laughs> sure. tell, tell us a little bit more about coach. How, you know, how is she, uh, how is to play for Coach Tomich on the, on the court and then off the court? And uh, maybe even if you have uh, a favorite story uh, during your time with her, even if it's maybe the that first time you were playing for her or anything that maybe stands out. Yeah. So I look up to Coach Tomich a lot, actually. And I'm sure that all the other girls on the team can speak for that or anybody who has encountered her in her lifetime. Um, she's a very strong smart um, woman and a lot of us take what she has to say to heart and she also says a lot of good things but she cares about us more as volleyball players um, she cares about us as human beings and the kind of impact we'll make on the world as we end our volleyball careers or continue our volleyball careers because she's had a couple girls go pro now so um, she's she's a very let's say um, what do I want to say she will always push you to be better. And I think that's one thing that's super special about her is that she will, she'll never let you settle for whatever you feel. And she'll always want you to be a better human being or a better person. And I think that's also why the program is very successful is because we push each other every single day to go beyond those comfortable boundaries that we may have set for ourselves because of how much she pushes us um, to do that. Um, I can't really think of a story right now. There's so many. We can come um, back to it if you need to. 
Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. Can think on it and then we'll come back to it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I want to, I want to talk about uh, obviously the 2019 championship. The last time you guys got mm -hmm. to play in a Mac championship, you guys were the host and yeah. obviously just came up a little short against ball state that year. What would it mean yeah. for you guys to kind of get back to that um, with the year you guys are having and, and ultimately capture a Mac championship? Um, I, that is ideal. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I think that any Mac team would be, very, very excited to make it to that tournament, especially hosted. If we would be able to, that'd be amazing. Um, I know that we have a lot. One big thing that we talk about in these matches and during this COVID season is that we never know when the next match could be, or um, it kind of happened to us against Ohio that we played them on a Thursday and then woke up the next morning and we didn't have a match to play. And so we've really tried to dial in on that being present and taking every single opportunity and leaving everything out on the court, um, which also helps in that outcome because we're giving every every single point, every single match that we're going into is we have that mentality of, we don't wanna have regrets that if we wake up the next morning and we don't have a match, did we play our best volleyball? Did we give it all we have? Um, and so to make it to that MAC tournament, and ultimately host it or ultimately win it because we have no control over that um, would be amazing. And kind of to rewrite history a little bit there and yeah. get the MAC championship at our home would be even better. So I don't know, just playing with no regrets, I think would be the best thing and ultimately winning it too. We, we try not to spend too much time talking about the pandemic and we try to move yeah. forward always, but yeah. I mean, you moved your season and you moved yeah. it to the spring. And I mean, I'm so happy that you guys and really all of our sports, you know, across the whole mm -hmm. map landscape have gotten yeah. to play. But how how has that been? How has been the always adapting mindset been for you guys? And and do you, you have limited fans, right? Yeah. So we only have a few tickets per family right. and it's only family members. Okay. So just how has that been just in, in terms of not only moving your season, but I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that you guys feed off crowd energy a lot. And, you yeah. know, how, how has it been different for you? Um, it's a little, so let's say physically, it's a little bit different playing with masks, um, but we've definitely gotten used to it. And I think that we've really tried to have that growth mindset while we're doing all these different things because so many different rules come into play or some, like there's a, def a bunch of different things that are out of our control. Um, and so we really try to focus on what we have control over and talking about the fans and not having those there. Um, we really try to bring that energy within ourselves and focus on us and try to build that energy um, on the court rather than having that external, uh, let's say, not gratification, I guess, when we went a point in the screams and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I think we've done a really, really good job at adapting to the difference and the now let's say our new normal. Um, we've not let it tear us down in a way we've we've used it to our benefit and helped us grow and um volleyball does look different it's our it's our new reality and there's no like I said we play volleyball with no regrets there's no point in in worrying about stuff that we don't have control over so we just kind of make the best of every situation and just to follow that what have you guys been doing you mentioned I know that you guys played Ohio that one time and then mm -hmm. you, know, you couldn't you know, you yeah. guys have done a really good job on your end. What, what kind of things do you guys have in place or talk about as a team that you've been able to get this? So we'll, we'll knock on wood here, you know, with without much, too many hiccups. Yeah. Um, so I'm really grateful to be a part of a program of 
so many strong women and so many people who want to be there for each other and love volleyball, like the passion of volleyball in the gym, in our practices, throughout the board, whenever we're doing something, we go full in. And so we're really dedicated to having a season and we all want to play volleyball. And so the not hanging out with certain people or having those certain rules, keeping your bubble small, we make up for that by being there for each other and having those relationships within our team. And I think that's also made our team a lot stronger too, um, is because we see each other a lot. And so the open and honest conversations have gotten even more open and honest and we're being more vulnerable with each other. And that's a really big, important part of our culture is that um, we build those relationships with each other off the court so that on the court, it magnifies it. So I don't think, we don't see it as a bad thing at all. We, we're only doing the things that we do because we love volleyball so much and every single one of us are here to play volleyball um, and obviously be a student, but um, we'll do anything to have a season. And I think that when we got shut down last year because of COVID, I know we don't want to talk about it a lot, but um, we've, we've known to take those moments and know that it can be taken from us at every time. So um, I don't know, we just love volleyball. So we're just, we're not no, worried that's about good. it. You guys, yeah. you guys, that's a great answer. You guys are playing for one another and you want to make this yeah. all work and you're taking the sacrifices yeah. and yeah. No, it's a, that's a great answer. Yeah. And then, and then speaking on that, I mean, your sister plays on the team too, correct? Jaden. Yeah. <laughs> so talk about what that's kind of been like is she's younger than you, correct? She's a freshman. Yeah. She's talk, a freshman. talk about what that relationship is like, maybe, you know, on the court and, and then off the court as well. Um, so she's obviously my sister. So we're going to butt heads a little bit because we know we can do that. But, um, no, I honestly, I love, I love having a familiar face next to me and, um, she's a little fireball. So it's fun to see her and kind of mentor her through college volleyball and be there, um, in her first matches or just kind of taking her through college life under my wing. And, um, it's been fun and I miss playing high school volleyball with her. And I was always so excited when she got, uh in high school with me but um I don't know it's it's something I never thought would happen um because she always wanted to go super far away but then now she's closer to home so her choosing here and me being with her I'm just really grateful for the experience that we had together and that we can grow as we can we can even grow more as like best friends like I feel like I'm closer than to her than I ever have been and um seeing her grow and mature on the court and off the court is super awesome. And, and the going to Bowling Green thing, that's, that's a family thing, right? Your brother played football and did your parents go to BG too? No, my no. parents okay. didn't actually go to BG. <laughs> so, so you're just your brothers and sisters or just two of them? Yeah. So both my brothers and then my younger sisters, but my brother, second brother was just a student. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so why, why the BG, I mean, who, who fell in BG in love with BG first and has kind of spread it like, Hey, you know, we should go there. I mean, how does that yeah. all happen that everyone's gone? <laughs> yeah. So um, funny story, my dad actually, so he's a big, big golfer. Um, and so my brother originally was going to go to FAU. He committed to FAU. So Florida, beautiful summertime all the time. Um, decommitted because he wanted my family to be able to come and watch him more and experience that college athlete um, experience with him and watch him. So he decommitted there and committed to Bowling Green, which my dad wasn't the happiest camper um, <laughs> because it's in the middle of nowhere. But uh, 
so he wasn't the happiest camper but my brother came here and we always went to games and stuff like that and I remember watching the volleyball team and um I even like when I was younger I think I was like a seventh grade or something like that my brother was in college I remember meeting Paige Penrod at a, a football game a BG football game and I thought she was like a famous person and I looked up to her so much I mean she was a baller so but um I don't know I just the, the family atmosphere that it comes with and how close it is to home and how my family can come and watch me and experience this once in a lifetime experience as being a division one athlete. Um, I'm really grateful for and um, being close to home is also really nice. I'm a very I'm family oriented a lot. As you can tell, my whole family's been to the same <laughs> school. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I fell in love with BG and I I'm very grateful with my decision. I, I would never change a thing. You mean to tell me your dad wasn't a big fan of the two golf courses that are in Bowling Green? And one, yeah. I don't think, is even there anymore. Yeah. No, the other one got torn down and it's not even there. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was Eric. That was the spot. I mean, you, yeah. it's just like you could hit the ball anywhere because there's nothing around. It's yeah. just fields. It's like going to a, it's like going to a, dr a driving range, yeah. glorified driving range. Literally. And there was Literally. one hill. One hill. Yes. Amazing. And people, because yeah. as I told you yesterday, whenever we were trading emails, I mean, I'm a, I'm mm -hmm. a grad and yeah, a long time ago. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it is a family atmosphere. And that's yeah. why I asked the question earlier about the, um, the crowd and everything. Cause I just know mm -hmm. that the community there, whether they, yeah. you know, have someone that goes to the school or not, like is always mm -hmm. behind their sports teams or yeah. no matter what the sports teams are. So yeah, yeah. it's uh well, you know, your brother chose wisely, I guess, and, and he, <laughs> he's let it uh, down. Where, where are some of your, uh, we're not on the volleyball court, where are some of your uh, places that you like to go on campus and maybe off campus? Um, so I'll do off campus. <laughs> yeah, we'll just go off campus. Yeah. I mean, on campus, you're just going to give us an answer that, you know, you you feel like you should say anyway. So Yeah, no. Um <laughs> Actually, the union is, is amazing. I always used to do homework in there and I don't usually do it now because all my classes are online. Um, but that was one place that I spent a lot of my time uh, doing homework. But off campus, we have a new uh, coffee shop that um, that's super nice. It's Juniper. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but um, super new uh, coffee shop, beautiful. Um, also off campus, we like to go to Levy's Commons a lot, especially when it's nicer. That's really far off campus, but um. We like to go there. And then actually, fun story, we, the hill that used to be the golf course, yeah. um, when it snows, we go sledding. So that's really fun. Um, but other than that, especially the hill during the summertime too, um, I know it's on campus, but um, it's beautiful views. I mean, it's a highway, but the sunset is beautiful <laughs> up there. So other than that, yeah. yeah. I, that was, that's the one common out of three places is I, I have gone sledding on that hill. I've, I've uh -huh. the other places it's awesome we, I think we had Ethan Good on here and that's what I was thinking of too he told that's, us he told us about a coffee shop coffee. but it wasn't yeah. that ground okay there's ground. there's grounds for thoughts that's what he that's, for thoughts, thoughts. Yeah. Okay. that's a different place than this other one yeah that's okay. ground for thoughts is um it has like a bakery so you can get like pastries and donuts and like oh, coffee gotcha. and tea. but that one's good too well, Eric, I, I'm disappointed that Broadhouse wasn't mentioned, but that's yeah. right. oh god, <laughs> we won't go down there. That's 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 been there forever, um, and a place that I I think was that the first trip we took together, Eric. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, you gotta. I took him there, talked to Ziggy's, 
you know, you know all, the places, yeah. all, all those places that were around when I was there and I don't know any of the yeah. new places I probably shouldn't go in them anyway but yeah um, <laughs> but yeah that's that's uh no that's that's cool always always good to hear uh, yeah you know and and then too the one thing that we all have in common is that we're all from Cleveland mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. you're from Brooklyn Ohio yeah um what do you uh what do you miss most? I mean, I know you're close by, but tell us a little bit about Brooklyn, Ohio, for those on here that are listening. Okay. Uh, Brooklyn is a very small, it's a very small city. Um, So you know everybody, everybody knows who you are. I went to the public school in Brooklyn, so I I knew every single person in Brooklyn, basically. Um, But one thing that I do miss about being home or I don't know if you want specific facts about Brooklyn because I don't know. Specific no, that's okay. <laughs> no, okay. I don't know. I personally don't know. I mean, isn't that by, okay. is it by, uh, where, where is Brooklyn? It's <laughs> like right outside of Cleveland. Yeah, right no, I know that, but what's it, what other places are, is it by? Um, it's by, do you know B.A. Sweeties? It's by oh, B.A. Sweeties. Sweeties. It's right off the highway. Um, it's also by. What's what like a neighboring, it? what's like the neighboring city next to it? Old Brooklyn or Cleveland or Karma. Have you ever been to Sweeties? First of all, no. You've never been to Sweeties. Is Brooklyn it's where so the Mally's big. chocolate place is? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mally's yeah. is right there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I know where it is. Yeah. I got that. I haven't been to Sweeties. Okay. I've been to Mally's. So Sweeties is a ginormous candy place, and I know that. Um, what is it? There's like two. There's only two in in. Yeah. Have you been back since they redid it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so like they've a um, golf course, uh, putt putt course, and a yes, soda factory yeah. now. It's awesome. Yeah, it's um. There's also ice cream that's yep. connected to it. Like, there's like a barn. It's like fresh made ice cream. Um, it's but it's like a kid's dream. I'm not a big candy person. I like chocolate mostly. My sister's a really big candy person. Um, but so many different like things that I would never even think of being yeah. in a candy store. Like bugs, like candied bugs, like a bunch of different stuff. Um. <laughs> But other than that, there's not that much to do in Brooklyn. I think the only thing that I miss the most is since I'm a very family oriented person, my family lives really close to me. So I'm lucky to have my grandparents 10 minutes away and my uncles and aunts and my whole family is super close. So very grateful for that. But I do miss my family, especially now in these times where I can't see them that much just to be safe. So yeah, that's probably one thing I do miss. I I feel like every Clevelander has a hidden food spot that they love. Do you okay. have uh, one you could tell us about that maybe we haven't been to? Not necessarily in Brooklyn or maybe somewhere else. Hmm. I don't know if it's food. I don't have the best appetite. Like I don't eat that well. But yeah. um, there's a there's like a donut shop and it's a coffee shop also. It's called Brunettes. Um, mm-hmm. And you can get ginormous like donuts that are like as big as my head and like a big cup of coffee. So I know that's one place that I'd like to go to when I go back home, but I like everything. I like a bunch of different types of food, like any kind of food, any kind of, um, what is it? Uh, I'm trying to look for the word, like different types of food, like Italian, Mexican, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, ethnic. Yeah, I I don't have a favorite spot though. I wouldn't say. Brunats is a place we've both been. Yeah. Okay. They they totally they've totally canceled um, like dine-in though. Oh, so yeah. I used to be able to go in and like get a beer and sit down and have a donut, but now you can't yeah. do that. You have to take it's really cute butter. inside there too. Like it the is. vibe is really nice. So yeah, it is. It's a good vibe. Yeah. So when we're talking, I mean, I know we're getting off the court here, and and that's what we want to go with this. But mm-hmm. where, 
when you're not playing volleyball and you're not spending time with family, what are, what are some other things that you just really like to get into? What are some of your hobbies off the court? Um, some of my hobbies off the court is I started doing like upselling almost. So I'd go thrifting and then, um, either I would keep the clothes or that's one thing that I like to do is buy from small businesses or go thrifting, um, instead of buying from big known, uh, brands, um, and making the same outfits out of stuff that people buy for hundreds of dollars. Um, so that's always something fun is I love to thrift and it's almost really bad for my bank account. My mom doesn't <laughs> like it, but, um, me and my sister enjoy doing that together or we just spend time with each other, like the team and stuff. So I'm always hanging out with them. Um, I like to paint. Um, that's one big thing that I'm into is I'm, I'm an extroverted volleyball player, but I'm an introvert as a, as a human being. I don't know if that makes sense or like yeah, my other life. Um, and so I had like two different personalities for volleyball and off the court, but off the court, I like my alone time. And so I like painting and being by myself. Um, and kind of, that's kind of how I recharge. So painting is always something that I would go back to. I don't do it often because of volleyball and homework and stuff, but um, when I do have the time, especially during quarantine, I did paint a lot. So, Eric's a big thrift guy. Yeah, I do. Okay. I, I do love. Well, it depends. I, I do okay. love thrifting, but I do okay. love like the fi- the fancier things as well. Yeah, like, of course. I, I'm, the th- I'm the type of guy that will definitely spend a hundred dollars on a t-shirt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It depends <laughs> for me too, though, because I'll I'll spend it on like an accessory or an item or yeah, shoes right. or something or a pair of yeah. jeans that I really like, but. Eric usually goes like $5 thrift shirt, $5 pair of jeans, and then $300 pair of sneakers. <laughs> there you go. Sounds about right. Sounds that, about that's, right. Very, that's very true. That's very yeah. true. It's all about balance. It's all about yeah. balance. There you go. Any, uh, what is it? Fashion forward? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Definitely. That's one, one good thing about thrifting, though, is I like doing it by myself. Like some of these things that's how I recharge is being by myself so that I can be that extroverted person at volleyball when I need to be. Um, not that I'm not extroverted in my life either, but um, everybody needs that time to recharge themselves and thrifting. I love like just to take my time and look through every single rack, every single shirt, every single pair of pants. Um, so that's always been a hobby for me to do. That's, that's one of the things I find interesting about thrifting too, is that if I go with someone else, I'll always ask for their opinion. Yeah. And uh-huh. then I won't get the stuff I actually want. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, yes. oh, some some of the stuff's kind of raggedy anyway. Yes. You have to figure out whether you're actually going to wear it or not. And yes. so it all depends. It all depends. That's, yes, that's one thing with, um when I go with my sister, she's like, Julie, you will never wear that. It'll sit in your yeah. closet for <laughs> so long. You'll never wear it. I'm like, I have a vision, Jaden. I have yeah, a vision. Yeah, seriously. That you, didn't, you don't you know didn't my vision. The, you didn't see the vision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't one time, didn't you find like a BG championship shirt? Like, hold on, a, let me go find it. No, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to find it. You guys talk. Well, okay. The one question I did have while he's finding that mm-hmm. is, do yeah. you and you and your sister live together, or no? no so she has to be on campus, right? No. So actually, oh. for so we have a lot of international students on our team, um, and so we have depth. And she for freshmen in order to keep them here in BG, they would have to be off campus. So if they were on campus, they wouldn't have someplace to live. Say we would get shut down or sent home. So the freshmen actually came in and they live in an apartment off campus, oh, okay. right by each other though. Like the one, the some of the freshmen and sophomores live on the top and then the bottom apartment is the other freshmen. So luckily we all live off campus right now so that if we were to get shut down again, like last year, um, we wouldn't have to go home, we'd have a place to stay. 
I just didn't know how that conversation was. If you know, even though she's yeah. your sister, if it's like, Hey, mm-hmm. I still got my own thing I got going on and I want to live maybe yeah. separate or if it was a freshman thing or, yeah, um, you know, do you see yourselves living together next year? Um, so we have our classes that we live with, um, which is oh. usually how it happens. Okay. But one big thing that I wanted to keep in mind and that I talked to the coaches about too, is that I have to let Jaden become her own person. Sure. And that even though I'm her sister, I can't baby her or I can't, I have to let her learn maybe some of the hard lessons mm-hmm. that I had to learn. Not that I, I want her to fail. Um, but those lessons have taught me and built me into who I am today. And without those, I, I, probably wouldn't be sitting here with you right now. Um, so kind of letting her do her own thing and have her own friends and her own, like being her own person, especially yeah. in college. So no, I just didn't know that dynamic, but that makes perfect, yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. Eric, where is it? Oh, look at that. There you go. <laughs> wow. 99 cents. That say, wait, let me see the back of that. Oh, sorry. sorry, this is a bad podcast. Oh, yeah. So okay. that's not even, I don't even think that's around anymore, but that was like the no. book exchange. Exclusive. Exclusive. Stuff. Yeah. That, that might be my shirt actually. <laughs> yeah. no. I don't want that. I don't want that's that good. done. I'll give it back to you. Well, so I know we talked about a little, but in closing and, and wrapping this all up, just, you know, mm-hmm. how do you see the rest of this season going? How do you keep it rolling? How do you get that, you know, that, uh, that, that end, that goal of not only a Mac oh. championship, but, you know, going to the NCAA tournament and, uh, you know, how, how do you guys keep progressing through this season and, and make it all work? Um, I think one thing that's helped us a lot is focusing on ourselves, um, especially in scout, we'll focus more on ourselves than we were on the other opponent, because what we're doing ultimately dictates how the game is going to go. And if we're focused on the other side or what they're doing, um, we won't actually be doing what we need to be doing. And one big thing that I haven't touched on here yet is that we have this, let's say saying, and so you need to carry your bucket before you can carry someone else's. And we all make sure that that day we're carrying our bucket, like as in my position as a DS or libero, I need to serve receive. I need to be vocal. I need to be a leader. Um, I need to be doing my job before I can hold other people accountable. And I think we do a really, really good job at carrying our own buckets and then also having each other's backs when they might not be like carrying their buckets. So moving forward, just trusting the process, trusting that the hard work we put in and our capabilities and going into that match confident, not cocky, um, will help us. In turn, the outcome will take care of itself. Absolutely. Well, Julia, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Best of luck tomorrow. You guys face off against Central Michigan Thursday and Friday. So best of luck. Hopefully you guys make some history and uh, best best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you very much. Hopefully we see you, uh, you know, at the tournament coming down the road here. Yes, hopefully. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you.